Hi, this is Marianne. Thank you for listening to the Leap of Faith podcast, episode seven, a series of deep dive dialogues with businesswomen, creatives and leaders who at some point in their life were called to play a different game in what they were creating in the world. Women who feel called to share their leap of faith and reveal how this decision has impacted their business and life. This podcast is to inspire you, empower you, become still and ask yourself, am I still on the right path? Or is there a different way that I don't see yet? Listen and wonder what is possible if you start following your inner voice. My name is Marianne Hermsen. I'm living with my family in the countryside of the Netherlands and I'm working as a teacher, business mentor and coach trainer. My mission is to change the world by raising consciousness. The Leap of Faith journey and the podcast are my sole project to make a contribution to this mission in my own authentic way. In the podcast of today, I welcome Lana Yelenjev. She's originally from the Philippines and lives with her, I think, Dutch husband and children in the Netherlands. Yes. She is a content and community builder with a solid background in training and education with children and adults. She provides training and support on various areas related to curriculum design, project planning, and personal development, and has a real knack in looking at the big picture and making it visible into actionable steps. She's the co-author of the book, The 90-Day Action Planner, a workbook and planner for creatives to bring out their ideas to tangible goals and aligned actions. And she's also the director of the learning and community of Dream See Do, an online learning and community platform. And her mission is to share and model the practice of selffulness and how this can manifest in one's choices, actions, and relationships so that you can have more time, more energy, and more aliveness with the people and activities that light up your fire. She takes life as an experiment and sets intentions rather than goals. So these are a lot of words. Welcome at this podcast episode, <laughs> Lana. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Yes. And uh, what's your first uh, impression when you hear all those words said about you? <laughs> My first impression is always, is that really me? <laughs> yes, it's a lot, isn't it? Well, it, it, it has been an evolutionary process, you know, lots of transitions, lots of leaps of faith. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's and why yeah. we are here today. To, exactly. To see what, what the leaps have been in your life, <laughs> because I think we met in the Facebook group, She Dares, right? Yes. Uh, can, you, can you say a bit more about that group? So She Dares started um, and we co-founded it together with my friend, Nat Natalie. Mm -hmm. um, the community itself started within also my own need to have uh, women around me. Um, at that time, I was diagnosed with breast cancer mm -hmm. and was going through treatments. And yeah, I re realized that there is such a power to be, to be surrounded by like-minded women and women who are going through transitions also in their lives, so mostly women in midlife um, or women who are shifting in, in, you know, in their perspective and in, in how to be a woman of this world. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So you were diagnosed with breast cancer five years ago. And uh, what happened when that? So, uh, so you created this, uh, you this co-founded this, this, this group to, to find support. But what, what was the impact on you on a personal level? Oh, quite a lot. I mean, I have been very vocal about my experience with breast cancer. And at that time, I was 37 years old. And mm-hmm. um, I've, in a sense, this is also something that I've had to deal with um, on a personal level from my mom. So she passed away from metastatic breast cancer at the age of 49. Mm. So you know, having the diagnosis was really a, a big impact, not just for me, but also for my family. And from there, there were just a lot of questions with regards to, you know, how do I want to show up in life? Um, I, I can still remember that discussion uh, that I had with my husband uh, a few days after my uh, diagnosis. And I was just crying in, in his arms and I was telling him that I don't want my, you know, I don't want our kids not to know who I am. Uh, because basically that's that's what happened between me and my mom you know uh, i i became a caregiver um by the time that i was in my in my 16 i was just you know i was just almost finishing university at 18 and i had to be a caregiver for my mom you know so so it it really reversed the the roles and and from there, there was also that I never really knew her as an adult. So for me, that was my biggest um, concern that, yeah, that my kids, since they were five and seven at that time, that they wouldn't know who I am as a person, you know, not, not just the, oh, the mom that takes care of the house or cooks for them or <laughs> takes care of their needs, but yeah, who am I as a person? So my husband was like, okay, so how do you want them to remember you? You know, what yeah. would, and that started that big exploration on my part of, yeah, that's, you know, how do I want to be remembered by, you know, how am I showing up in life that, 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 that makes it visible for my, for my kids, for those that I love, you know, for them to know, oh, this is, this is what my presence brought them. Yeah. So, so you say, um, I didn't know my mother as an adult. Yeah, so yeah. you were 16 or 18 and you became a caregiver. So you, the, the roles switched and, yes. and, and, and then you were diagnosed with breast cancer yourself and you realized this is not going to happen. And um, isn't this, I think this is a question if, you, if we ask it ourselves. So how do I want to be remembered? Because that's what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's really a very deep question to to have a completely different look at life and work. So, how? So, what was like your first step? Well, for me, that was that was the first step is to really go inward. You know, of mm-hmm. of looking back at um, which which were the moments in my life that I felt um, me. You know, that I'm connected to myself. So it really got me back to to. Um, certain practices that I was doing before when I was in, uh, what's this, when I was back in the Philippines, you know, my journaling, um, it, it got me back to to really um, understanding myself. So I took nonviolent communication courses mm-hmm. um, to, to really understand, you know, what am I feeling and what are my needs? 
um, and, and it was very, you know, it was, that, that was also very revealing because at that time I was undergoing through chemo and, and the, the NVC courses that I was taking um, served as my lifeline of, okay, you know, what, what was I feeling at that specific point or um, what is it that I really needed and, and how do I articulate those needs to the people around me? So NVC was really a good step in in helping me, you know, define that. Um, and then from I'm, there, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really amazed that while you are ill and going through treatments, I, I have met so many people who are also taking like a personal development course at the same time. Don't you realize <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's really special. <laughs> Well, the, this is also one of the things that I'm fascinated to talk about, the idea of post-traumatic growth. You know, mm -hmm. so a lot of a lot of studies have focused on PTSD, um, but there's also one layer to uh, when when certain events or traumatic events happen that there is growth that can you know that can be taken out of it, and and for me that's that's I think that's the part that I. Um, really, you know, looked on us in terms of okay, what is this experience teaching me? Um, what, what are the you know what are the patterns that I've been doing before that that needs to be changed, needs to be shifted, or you know, to really have a deep reflection on? So it really allowed me to have that space because I can't do anything anyway. You know, it allowed me that space to. To, to, to reflect on all this, you know, patterns in terms of parenting, in terms of uh, relating with people, you know, uh, it, it allowed me to really uh, evaluate, you know, how do I want to use my time, my energy, my attention? Yeah, beautiful. You're such a wise woman. Oh, thank you. I think there, that that is, you know, the, the, the wisdom is there in all of us. It's just for us to reconnect to it. Yeah. And I love the word post-traumatic growth because we all know post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yes. And post-traumatic growth, it's so positive. What, yeah. what, what is there? I hear something in you like an innate positivity. So where does that come from? Oh, no. I, uh, I've gone through a lot of things in life, you know, not just with, with the illness of my mom, but, but have gone through some uh, challenging periods also as a child, as a teenager. So for me, it has always been um, a practice to look at the learnings, you know, look at what is, what, it, what the situation is, is, is calling me to do, you know, or to act on. Um, I remember I was just 16 when I read the book Living, Loving, and Learning by mm -hmm. Leo Boscalia. And that, that has been like, that, that has hooked me up into personal development. <laughs> um, he, he, was, uh, he, he was one of the first to have started a, a course on Love 101 in a university in the United States. And, and for me, yeah, reading his books and getting into the self-development space has really helped me to, to understand myself more and also to know that um, life is made 
out of the choices that we make, you know, the, 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 even from the smallest ones. So that for me has been, you know, more of that, okay, what am I choosing, yeah. you know, at this specific period in my life? Mm-hmm. And, and just a curious question also for the listeners, what brought you to the Netherlands? Uh, my love, <laughs> like what you mentioned. Uh, so my husband is born and raised in the Netherlands. Um, his family, though, is Serbian-Russian origin. Uh, yeah, because okay. your your last name is Yelenev. Yes. What is your, what's your girl's <laughs> name? What's your name? My my maiden name is Flores. Flores. Yeah. So okay. very so, a bit Spanish origin. Yeah. Lana <laughs> um, Flores. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was because of love. Um, that's one of the leap of faith. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because, leap of because love. <laughs> I, I, I have never been in the Philippines, but I can imagine going well, from was, the Philippines. I was actually working outside of the Philippines already before oh, okay. I came here. So I've been living um, more than two years away out, you know, out of the Philippines before finally deciding to move here. Um, and, and the biggest factor was, yeah, it was, he's based here and the idea of being an expat, you know, for both of us in, in a different country was not, not as appealing as to my need for, uh, settling down and, uh, and having roots. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the, the biggest decision of, okay, for me to move here was to, to put that, you know, to have roots. In, in to have roots. Place. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you lived in the Philippines, did you always know I want to live abroad or I want to study abroad or did you have a plan? Um, I, the, the thing with, with living and studying abroad has always been something that uh, a lot of Filipinos aspire for. I mean, we're, we're actually known to be the, the, you know, the type of people who, can be put in different, you know, different uh, jobs uh, mm-hmm. in different parts parts of the world, um, mainly because of you know many of because of the educational system is very good, and that we're such a very bilingual country. So any any place that is English speaking, then um, there, there's an opportunity for us to to find work. So. So in my experience, um, living in, in, in studying abroad has always been like a possibility. Um, it wasn't specifically something that, you know, that, that, that I aimed for at the time when my mom was, uh, when my mom was ill. Uh, but certainly, yeah, after, after that, um, when she passed away, um, the, the idea of, um, having my own, you know, my own space uh, and my own place um, was was a big factor. Mm. Yeah. And um, so then you came in the Netherlands to, to, to have roots. And, and how long have you been living in the Netherlands now? I've been here for the past 13 years now. Oh, so long quite, enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long period. Yeah. <laughs> And what, what has it brought you to, to live in this country and to, you know, to, to have roots, what you say, and also for your kids? Well, 
Um, to be honest, that's that's part of the leap of faith <laughs> and a leap of love. Uh, I, I tell me more. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was more of okay. My husband is based here. He, you know, he he has lived here, so it was more like a more logical decision for for me to be the one to move rather than me moving him away from here. Um, so it was more within that decision of, okay, if we look at, uh, yeah, being pragmatic in life, then moving here is, is, a, is a better option. Um, but yeah, to be honest, after, uh, after being here and uh, for, for those other women that I know who, who's thinking of moving, I would say do your homework first. <laughs> Yes. Because for me, I wasn't, you know, I didn't do any of that. I didn't, I didn't. You, were, com- you were fully unprepared. <laughs> I was fully unprepared and very much in love. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard that before. <laughs> but, it, but then that's also, you know, like for my case, I, I'm very fortunate to, um, what is this, to be in, a, in that space where if I don't have it in my world, I'll try to, to, to find ways to, create it so like when I realized okay I don't have friends I don't have you know I don't have family that, that I can really call you know call on for help so a big a big part of the things that I did at the start of you know the, the first five years that I came here was just to look for for friends to to have you know to have an understanding of okay who who can I, you know, who, who can I turn to, uh, or who are the, you know, who are the women that I can say, whenever we need something, we can really rely on them. So, so it has helped me uh, be more open in that, you know, in that aspect of um, looking at relationships and understanding that families are not just created through um yeah you know blood but also by choice so mm. like my like my kids they have their cousins by choice and, yeah and they and they grew up together and then they, they they love spending time together and so we have that you know we have chosen families in our lives yes i fully agree with you you know i if i look at the friends i have you know, I, I love to have them around because I chose them. And, yeah. you know, family is very precious and they are, you know, you have the feeling they're always in your life, but it doesn't always feel like friends. Whereas what you're saying, you know, I came in the Netherlands, I had no friends, I had no family, so I had to create it myself. Yeah. So, so how did that impact you? Well, that, that for me was also that, you know, understanding of uh, my own agency my own power that oh you know that if it's not there i can yeah i can look for it i can create it you know it's it's not something that um would hinder me uh, it's the same you know it's the same with job opportunities or with uh with, with career you know i found myself uh before coming here i was at the top of my career uh training teachers in indonesia and then coming here i was like okay um, some some institutions don't even want to recognize my my experience and my education, so it it has been challenging on that part. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds like you had to start again. I had to st- 
start again, but I, then I also realized that I don't have to start under other people's terms. Mm. So even though I did not, you know, I did not take the traditional route of working for someone, I did work uh, for a year um, as, uh, in a uh, what's this in a childcare um, center, but. I realized that it wasn't working for me and at the same time it wasn't also working for the within the values that I want to be in terms of being there for my for my kids um so yeah it it allowed me to look at my options so I did mostly you know consultancy work um so project basis and then at, at the same time also focusing on a lot of work online so it yeah. allowed for a lot of, you know, it allowed for a lot of creativity and also um, it allowed for being, uh, being true to myself and true to, to what I want to, you know, want to, to have in life in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you're create, creating your work and life on your own terms. And how does like the internet has helped you there? Because I see, <laughs> yeah, you are a director uh, of learning and community of Dream See Do, which is an online learning and community platform. And exactly. <laughs> so how, how has the internet helped you in, yeah, let's well, say, having this independency? Yeah, well, that that's the fascinating part that I, you know, that having the the opportunity to uh, to meet people online is is something that is very fascinating with the use of, you know, the internet. Um, but but also for me, it it also, you know, puts me in that level of oh, I I don't have to work within certain boundaries in that sense. Yeah, you know, as long as I have the stable connection. Um, I can do the work that I'm doing for Dreams We Do and helping our client partners uh, create impactful programs online. So, yeah. so for me, it allowed me the, the flexibility, but also um, it has amplified the impact that I want to bring out in the world. Uh, because, yeah, I can, I can have a session from someone in Japan, for example. At one point, you know, I had three clients coming in from Japan um, one from Taiwan and you know so it was so interesting to have that uh, diversity and uh, yeah the opportunity yeah and but you're, you're saying something very important because of the internet you can have more impact your ripple can be much bigger than you know imagine you are doing workshops in the Netherlands only and you can have you know, of course you can have 300 people in a room or 10 people but once you are online, like you said, there's diversity. You can attract people from Japan. You can have different countries at the same time. And that's also the way I work. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a coach trainer. And I'm, when I'm training coaches for their certification, I always have people from different uh, countries and different yeah. time zones. And we connect so easily. And Exactly. The example, yeah. how, you, Lana, we didn't meet in person, you and I. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not we're, yet. So. We're, we're even in the same country. <laughs> we're in the same country. This is a very, very tiny, small country. But we met uh, through Facebook 
and yes. uh, and now on zoom you know we had like an intro call so this is all and i feel a connection with you so i'm really i'm really in love with the internet and it feels like you you are too yeah well this, that is also that you know taking the good out of something um and, and, and that that is what i see you know a lot of my close friends now um here in the netherlands i've just met them through you know online means either you know, uh, getting connected through Facebook or uh, in one forum, you know. So it, it has afforded me that, you know, that uh, opportunity to meet people. And then, yeah, and, and then just to see if, it, if these are people that I'd want to really deeply connect with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and on the internet, we, we connect. And, 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 uh, and if you meet, that's my experience, if I meet people live, in a, on an event it's like okay we hack because we know each other yeah exactly there, there is no hesitation anymore yeah yeah i, yeah. I really love it mm, wonderful um i i was of course going through your bio and, and and the words you said uh you call yourself an alchemist what do you mean by that uh, oh an alchemist well i i see communities as transformational spaces um, and, and this is what, you know, this is what alchemy is all about, right? Creating transformation, creating, mm -hmm. uh, using different, uh, what's this? Using different tools to, 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 to create something new or to, to change things. So that's, that's also one of the reasons why I see myself as a community alchemist. And I'd love working with not just digital communities, but also face-to-face -face communities and how to bring out uh, the you know, best practices, you know, creating routines, rituals, um, setting up the foundation of uh, a community and also uh, yeah, looking at how to create it as collaborative communities so that it becomes a voice of the we instead of the I, which is normally what what happens when you know when, when when founders do not look at it within a community lens so for me that's that's part of the work that that i do uh, uh, i also work with the community canvas as a tool to help yeah to help bring out the essence of the community mm. Yeah, and I, I hear you say something very important, and I think it's a trend, or maybe, you know, it's just a, a change uh, in the way or in, in our evolution that it's more about the we than the I. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. I, I think this is, this is the, the um, coming in from a very external, uh, what's this, external, externally driven culture. So Filipinos are very much. Uh, we centered, you know, uh, somehow, somehow a lot of Asian countries are, you know, and, yes, and I think I recognize is, that. Yeah, I think this is that, you know, there's that um, urge to blend the both, you know, both worlds from the Eastern and the uh, Western, you know, way of doing things. So from being so individualistic to being so, uh, yeah. Uh, other people oriented you know and how do you blend that in yeah so you're trying to find a balance between because you know i, I know you know i'm i'm i have been raised 
and educated in a country where individualism was really stressed, yeah. like it's very important. And I felt that way when I was 20, you know, like I thought oh, I had to work on myself, you know, it's all about me, you know, I have to grow. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially for women, you know, there was a lot to do, but, and I always looked at countries where the we was more important. I thought like, oh, there's so much social control. I couldn't live there because they all want to know what's going on. <laughs> so there must be like a fine balance between the two because being fully individualistic is not working. Yes. And yeah, and, and the we in terms of, you know, I think staying yourself, remaining yourself within a community, that would be like a, a great balance. How do you see that? Yeah, and this is, this is where, you know, the concept of self-fullness comes in for me. Ah, that's the word, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that when we're fully grounded to who we are um, as a person, you know, ourselves, and bring that, you know, bring that selves out to others, that that we, you know, that we get to uh, own, you know, the experiences that are happening around us. So it can be that, you know, that, um, I, I, you know, like I, I can give an example of, uh, when I went back to the Philippines um, a couple of years ago and, and and was having a discussion with with some high school friends, and the discussion was going towards uh, a topic that I'm not any more comfortable in talking about, um, and and then I you know I broke I, I opened up the idea of um, is it possible you know for us to shift our our way of talking about certain things um so for me it was it was a big step to to you know to put it in in a lens of hey you know there are another there's another way of engaging with each other without talking about other people you know? yeah like the gossiping um, or yeah gossiping um and not just about gossiping but there there's the you know, the, there's the preoccupation with other people, you know, oh, this is what other people did. This is, you know, and, and that for me is not something that I, I'd want to be, you know, uh, to, to be a part of. And, no, and it's an easy way to not talk about yourself, you know, to exactly. focus on the others. Exactly. So, so, so what you're me, saying here, you're uh, reframing it and setting your boundaries also. Definitely, selflessness uh, really entails a lot of understanding of one's boundaries. You know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, uh, of of what it is that you know that really fulfills you. Um, but aside from setting boundaries, it's really a matter of checking in with yourself. Of, hey, is this you know is this a narrative that I want to continue talking about? Or is this an action that I want to continue doing or, 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 or modeling to, to others? So a lot of check-in happens within, within, within that, you know, within that time frame. And a lot of also understanding of, oh, if, if I hear a no from somebody else, what, what needs are there that, that he or she is trying to fulfill? You yeah, know, so it, it's not just about my needs, but also about the other person's needs. And then yeah. how do we, how do we, yeah, how do we look at it within that lens of of uh, fulfilling each other's needs? I hear a great uh, value of curiosity here. 
So yes. instead of being, you know, set back by a no from somebody, you're just curious. Okay, what is his need? So what's the yes behind the no? Yeah, yeah. Mm, a lot of wonderful. curiosity, a lot of openness as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we are here at the Leap of Faith podcast. And you say, I had a lot of leaps. So you're already <laughs> men- mentioned some. And when we had an intro call, uh, you were talking about, you said, I take life as an experiment. Yes. Every three months, I freestyle. So can you say a bit more <laughs> about it? Because that's really that, interesting. That, that was part of the 90-day action planning um, oh really? So, so for me, when when I was yeah when I was going through treatments, I really had you know very little energy, um, and and for me it was self preservation uh, that that pointed me in certain practices of like look you know um, grounding myself into the now was very essential at that point. Um, so for for that you know from that period it was more of okay what what needs to happen, you know, within the next three months, within the next 90 days, just for me to find a sense of fulfillment uh, or find a, a, a sense of um, happiness and, you know, and contribution because those are big values that I have. And that's, that's when I decided, okay, you know, to, to, to look at life within that lens of, okay, every three months to evaluate things, uh, Am I still in alignment? Am I still, am I still grounded to to the values that that I you know that I truly care for? And, yeah, um, and, and, and yeah, that that you, has been my practice. It has been your practice, so you're still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yes, I'm still doing it. I feel... you don't become you don't become sloppy with your ninety days. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I I am. Um, uh, what's the this? secret behind you know? Uh, continuing to do this because many people you know we start this kind of things for you it was really important imperative because you were healing you know from a life-threatening disease Uh, so what keeps you on track i see it as making is making it part of my own rituals in life so i have specific rituals that i do right yeah aside from the morning journal um i do like a, a end of week evaluation you know reflection um i i do you know um like looking forecasting more of what would my next week be and then i also try to to evaluate um on a monthly level you know just to 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 look at certain um yeah certain intentions that i've set um and how those intentions were met and and then yeah, I also plan on a quarterly basis to to say okay, is you know what is it that I want to to happen or what is it what is it that I want to create within the next ninety days and um, what do I need to to get there? Who who do I need to connect with as well? That's also a very important part of it, you know. Who who do I want to nourish um, in terms of the connections that I have right now? Mm, lovely. Yeah, lovely. And you also said, um, I can't fit in with the masculine system we are in. Can you say more <laughs> about that? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that that is that part of also the, you know, when we look at the, the very masculine of 
oh, these are these are the goals. You need to accomplish those goals. Um, for me, I prefer to set intentions, and then um, by setting intentions, I get to be creative with how I, you know, I fulfill those intentions. So, if like uh, an example would be okay, if my intention is to uh, to to nourish my mind, um, and and it can you know be through reading books or uh, what's this taking online courses. Um, so it it doesn't limit me to one specific possibility or one specific action. So for me, getting in tune with also more of that. Um, feminine energy, the creativity and the openness is, is very important. Yeah, and I also hear you saying when I set intentions, I feel more free. It, there's no, there are no boundaries, and 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 it sounds like very feminine also. Yes, exactly, exactly that. You know, and that's that's why there's a, a big difference between setting intentions and setting goals. And how are you bringing that into your work? Uh, I often have, before I do um, the consultancy with clients, I often have that question of, uh, of what, what, what is your intention? You know, what is your intention for this online program that you're creating? Or um, e even in my parenting, we do intention settings within the family. You know, what will be our intention for next month? Um, so and do your, do your kids understand the difference between an intention and a goal? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And how they old do. are they for the listeners? They're now 11 and 12. Ah, okay. Wonderful. So, that, you, that children are, you know, brought up with the idea of setting intentions. Yes. So Where that, do we that, learn that? We don't learn it at school. <laughs> that, that's, that's part of, yeah, that's part of the process of, you know, shifting the language and also shifting the practices. Yeah, and shifting the energy because for me, yeah, the language, the word goal is so much more harsh and, and masculine, although we yeah. need goals, of course, but the goals get come from the intentions. That's what I hear exactly. you say. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And you also said it's okay to rest. <laughs> yes, I do. I do still have my nap periods, though there are certain days that I sometimes... Uh, overdo it but but yeah rest is a very important practice and uh, and how do you feel when you take a rest because you know i think many people are longing for it but we just don't do it i i see rest as giving space for myself uh Beautiful. it's 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 about setting setting that you know it's 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 not just a uh Oh, what's this? It's not just a gift to oneself. It's it's really about nourishing oneself. And yeah, I love the words you're using, nourishing. That's that's why you know words have contain so much energy. Nourishing myself, grounding myself. The words you use already gives me <laughs> gives me like a peaceful feeling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for for sharing that. And 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 that is that part. You know, I'm a very uh verbal um in that sense you know i love hearing words so for me that's also part of of you know flipping the narrative by by being you know more more intentional about the words that we use yeah and um 
we are getting a bit to a closure and I think we can talk about so much more. Um, mm -hmm. um, looking at, you know, all the lessons you learned because there, there have been a lots of lessons and you have taken your leaps of faith. What would be your uh, number one advice for the listeners? Mm. I, I would say go with what makes yourself full. Go with what makes yourself full. Yes. And then, of course, that's the question of, okay, so what makes me self full? <laughs> yes. What makes me self full? Yeah. It's not an easy question. No, no. That, that, that is the expiration. You know, yeah. That, and what does the word is... full means in self full? Because we know yeah, to be fulfilled, but self full. So I just I, want I... to trigger you a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it as, you know, when, when, when you are able to stand your ground and know that your presence is contributing not just to yourself, but also to the lives of others. Uh, so so that, that is my selffulness. You know, my selffulness is really uh, grounded within uh, contribution, you know, not just to, to, to my life, but also contributing to others. Uh, my definition of selffulness is when uh, I know that my presence um, has mattered, you know, to, to those that I interact with. And yeah. that, and that, whatever I bring out to the world, um, you know, somehow is a catalyst for, uh, for for inspiration, for change, for possibilities for other people. Um, so my selffulness is really grounded on, you know, how am I showing up in the world, and um, not just you know, not just within my family, but also in my communities, and um, and and yeah, how to bring that out more in the open yeah and you're saying so to to summarize it's about being grounded and how am i how is my presence contributing to the world the relationships i have the communities i'm in and um imagine a world where everyone would be self-full mm. Let's see it too. You know, that's the ultimate uh, heaven. <laughs> what would be the impact? That would, that, would that be my question. Be, you know, that, that, that will be heaven on earth. You know, that, that will be all of us, you know, taking care of each other, understanding our needs, um, and not just each other, but also, you know, and also about, you know, the environment, knowing that, that our presence contributes to to growth and not decay, you know, or knowing that, you know, our, uh, what's this contribution fulfills the lives of other people. Wonderful. Yeah. So to, to close this, uh, uh, Leap of Faith podcast, I would like to ask the listeners to, to ask themselves, what is, what does it mean for me to be self full? And I think you have given enough inspiration about your definition <laughs> And I really look forward. I will also post this uh, on Instagram uh, to, to, for the listeners and on LinkedIn to, uh, to tell me what for them self-fullness means. So that can be a, a, a great follow-up on this podcast. Yes, and, uh, that would yes. be interesting to hear, yeah. Yes, and um, to, to update my listeners, this week I will be launching a free experience which will take place 
November 26 to 29. And it's called the Surrender to Silence Experience. Because for, I feel that, you know, talking with you, Lana, I think there's a lot of silence and pause in your life right now. And it's really mm. serving you. So um, maybe this is a, a good a closing. So how, how would you see uh, the impact of silence in people's life? Mm. I think it's, it, it, when, we, when we add in silence and pausing to our lives, we get to really reflect more on, on who we are. So yeah, so it, it's it's a very important process. Yeah, and you're. It also sounds like by becoming still and pausing, you find your definition of selffulness. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it allows for that. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Lana, for being here on the call, and I'm gonna re-listen to it and and make notes uh, to uh, encourage people to listen to this podcast because it's very inspiring there are lots of lessons and i'm really happy that you want happy that you wanted to share your leaps of faith your lessons with the listeners and hopefully we will inspire other people to stand still and ask themselves am i still on the right path or is there a different way that i don't see yet thank you my pleasure and thank you for having me